you know, you turned 40 and you're half dead now. Why don't you get off your ass and write a novel? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds great. (laughs) Hello and welcome to episode 127 of the Erasable Podcast. I'm Andy Welfley here with my era po co-host. Tim Wasson yes. and Johnny Gamber. Hey guys, nailed <laughs> it, man. That was great. <laughs> so, uh, at the end of this week, uh, hopefully by the time we publish, thousands of writers around the world will start the bananas uh, endeavor to write a fifty thousand word novel in just thirty days for uh, NaNoWriMo, which of course stands for National Novel Writing Month, um, and hence my era po coho shortening. I don't know what you call that like thing when you. It's not an acronym because you're using just like the first syllable of each word. That's an awesome gram. Yeah. yeah. Um, what would that be? Yeah. We'll look uh, that. So it's not really a portmanteau. A portmanteau is like where you're mashing up words, isn't it? Yeah. So it's like a. So, uh, it's, like a, a po- it's like a. It's like a. Super portmanteau. Yeah. <laughs> portmanteau. <laughs> this is homework for our listeners. Exactly. Someone please find out what this is called. Uh, Google Look at the price. Uber portmanteau. Yeah. Portmanteau or whatever. Portmanteau. Meta portmanteau. Yeah, pronounced it seven different ways yeah. so far. So, so um, well, I, I am not uh, I am not brave enough to uh, embark on NaNoWriMo, but Tim and Johnny are. Well, you um, just finished a book. I think you 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 pronounced stupid or wrong. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, <laughs> stupid right. wrong. You said um, brave. Anyway, yeah. So I think we're gonna uh, spend our main topic talking about the strategies and tools and tips. And before we do that, we have some interesting kind of like updates and refreshes to the show. Um, but first, let's start with a with an old old standby tools of the trade. Um, Tim, what are you consuming and writing with? So, I recently discovered and is it is it pronounced scribed or the the, the app s c r i b d do you know what i'm talking about oh yeah i think it's scribed and i still didn't get an, a sufficient answer from the internet when i asked it on twitter but i'm not sure if i'm supposed to hate this or not so <laughs> but scribed is like spotify for audiobooks and ebooks so it's like nine dollars a month i just discovered this and has like Everything I could possibly want, and for an audiobook junkie, it is like heaven. So I'm in a 30 day free trial and have been plowing through some audiobooks of stuff that I've been just wanting to read forever. And actually, some of it, which actually one of them I'm going to talk about tonight, is something I've read before. But there's a new audiobook out read by the author, which makes it like 10 times better. So, um, but yeah, so I've been listening to audiobooks like crazy uh, on on Scribed, and also reading. It's it's a cool combination. It has like audiobooks, ebooks, and then also people can like upload PDFs of stuff. So like excerpts will show up on there. Um, and also some blogs cycle through there so you can save them. It's just kind of like all in one reading and listening app. And I'm sort of smitten with it right now. But again, I'm trying to find out if I'm supposed to hate it. Like, you know how <laughs> like Lady Gaga yeah. gets like a $99 check or whatever from Spotify or something. But I just, anyways. <laughs> Um, Ch- chances uh, are, if they if there's something that's really convenient, there's somebody else who's paying. No, <laughs> damn it. Um, but because it's like it's a, yeah, I mean, I the way that I justified it to myself is that it was either use the library app and wait six months to read things, yeah, <laughs> or, or use this. So I, I would hope that writers would get a little more credit from this. But I welcome anyone on Twitter or something to prove me wrong and tell me that I am uh, ruining the literary community by <laughs> subscribing to this, but I just, I really love Q Harry Marks. <laughs> yeah. Q Harry Marks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
hello <laughs> suddenly shows up on the line uh, but i've listened i listened to this week i listened to two uh george saunders short uh, story collections so i listened to civil warland and bad decline which was his first one and then pastoralia which are both collections and both haven't been on audiobook i've been waiting for him to come out on audiobook for a while uh, and once uh 10th of december came out and really hit it big it was kind of like his big like wide appeal breakout i guess you'd call it and then lincoln and the bardo he went back and re-recorded them and he he reads them himself which i think he's, he's one of my favorite voices to listen to it's just great he, he just the perfect voice to read his own stuff which i know sounds super obvious but some writers that's not the case um he makes he he enhances everything that you listen to him read for sure so um, I'd highly recommend any of these. The 10th of December recording is really awesome. So I, I really like that one. But uh, both of these early collections are both have a lot of stuff about fake theme park kind of things, which is kind of his specialty uh, early on. he would Every collection had a story, I guess, or most, I guess, several of them had a, a story that was based around this sort of idea of a sort of effed up weird theme park one of them is called civil warland and it starts out as this like reenactment theme park but then you find out that there's actually like all this gang violence going on, <laughs> going on around and there's like gang wars between like the the people in the civil warland and the people who are you know the, these gangs that are coming in and like screwing up the place but then also there's ghosts all of a sudden it's just so crazy it's <laughs> such a weird story and I, I love everything he does everything he does is great pastoralia is like where you've got like all of human time and all the different areas are populated by actors who are acting it out. And so the main characters in the story Pastoralia are cave, a caveman and a cavewoman. And the, but like no one comes to the, to the theme park and the caveman is like super dedicated and like refuses to speak and uses only hand signals. And then the woman's like smoking menthol cigarettes and like hanging out in the back and totally ignoring all the rules and it, mm-hmm. super funny, such good writing. I mean, he's one of the best alive right now. So I would recommend any of his audiobooks, but I listened to Civil War Land and Bad Decline and then Pestoralia. And I have been watching, just in the last couple of days, Paul Rudd's new series, Living With Yourself, on Netflix. It's his first scripted series. Uh, and the, it's the premise, which you get this in the preview, so I'm not giving anything away, and a lot changes, but um, he is this sort of dejected, middle-aged man who's like he and his wife are trying to have kids and he's like depressed and hates his job and just kind of like an all-around screw-up at this point in his life he used to be kind of king of his marketing firm and all this but now he's just kind of a just sort of a blob in the corner um but he mm-hmm. he gets this idea to go to this his friend tells him he needs to go to the spa it's fifty thousand dollars and he came and he woke up feeling like a new man uh, and it's changed his life, and now he's like succeeding in all this stuff. Um, but the series opens up. The first scene is Paul Rudd pulling himself out of a plastic bag in a grave, um, <laughs> and you find out that it's a a story of cloning. And so they 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 botch the job, and the clone is surviving, but also the original one, or oh, the, wow. the 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 clone is functioning and like living life and doing great, but the the original didn't die like he was supposed to and so both of them are alive and they're trying to figure out how to live with each other and Paul Rudd plays both characters <laughs> and uh, it's very good yeah it's very good I was really surprised I was expecting it to be a little shticky yeah um, but it's it's excellent so hmm. I recommend that and I am writing with a 
CW Pencils Baseball Scoring Pencil. Nice. World Series time. Hashtag lock them up. And I am <laughs> you said using, it I am using a decomposition book, the little one I had talked about in the last episode, the uh, small one with the cabin on the front. Nice. So that is my NaNoWriMo planning book. So I um, decided to use it for this as well. Nice. Yeah. So, How about you, John? Yeah. Um, so I guess in prep for NaNoWriMo, I thought I'd read a novel that was probably not very good. So I read The Time Traveler's Wife, which was <laughs> Oh, that's not, a good novel. It was like, it was. You sounded, you sounded like the mom in Bob's Burgers right there, Andy. <laughs> oh, it's a good novel. Bob, <laughs> he tried really hard. <laughs> I think like it was good in so far as I really wanted to know what happened, and then I was like, I'm gonna read this yeah. damn book like really quickly. Uh, but then I backed up and like I thought they were gonna talk about free will, and they thought because they mentioned the term that the yeah. book talked about free will, but it totally didn't. Well, this, that's this coming from somebody was... with a PhD in like <laughs> it's a lot. Like, come on, kids. <laughs> the and then I um I did the stupid thing and I watched the film, which was just really terrible uh, like <laughs> i retroactively don't like eric banna and anything else he's been in after that movie but um yeah it's on netflix don't watch it i like audrey niffenegger like kind of like as a almost like in like a harry potter sort of way like she has very readable sort of like fast moving books and like her her fearful symmetry was really good it's a really good ghost story um yeah, yeah. I kind of feel bad for liking it. Like I enjoyed this book, but I don't know if it was good. <laughs> but then you know that's literary snobbery, right? Like, yeah, is it was a really good story that that's was well I, told. So like, that's that, how I feel about every book. every Lee Child book that I've mentioned on this. I'm always like <laughs> thinking the exact same thing. So you can you can set yourself free you, from that. If you believe in guilty <laughs> pleasures, it's a guilty pleasure. But yeah. It doesn't have to be guilty. It can just be a pleasure. That's right. Yeah. And at the end, you're like, well, I read a really long book, like really quickly. So, yay. <laughs> but, um, but don't watch the movie. Like, the movie was just, oh my God. They didn't even, oh God. It was bad. Like, the, one of the central themes of the book is sex, and there's no sex in the movie. Like, nobody in the movie smokes, even though everybody smokes in the book. Like, there's constant coffee in the book, which I liked. There's no coffee in the movie, except, like, I mean, one cup. You like, can just uh, hear the uh, like Hollywood producers in the background being like, no, no, if less, you, of that, less of that. People don't want to see that. If you <laughs> want to see a better televised version of The Time Traveler's Wife, just watch uh, Doctor Who, and they, they do it much better. <laughs> <laughs> but um, on the other side of that, I read a book that uh, Tim recommended, Black Sun by Edward Abbey, which was super good and like just spooky. Yay. The whole book was spooky. The, the specter of the... Uh, I mean, it says in the back cover that the female lead goes missing. So the specter of the fact that she's going to go missing is like there the whole time mm-hmm. that they're having fun. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> but it was one of those. I was really disappointed. It was so short. I just yeah. like sat down and read it. I'm like, crap. Did you write a sequel? No, no sequel. Uh, but <laughs> um, I, I recently saw like two good programs on. Um, I guess TV one. Did you guys see press? It's on uh, masterpiece contemporary. Mm-mm. I think they're airing it right now on PBS, but if you have the um, passport, the whole thing's in the app. It's just like a mini series about these two rival British newspapers. It's like really, really cool. Mm. Um, in the opening credits, there's a burning reporter notebook, which oh, wow. good stationary porn. Yeah. But um, it was, it was super, super, super good and a really good ending. 
Um, and then we just saw season, or it turned out to be season one of The Bay, which was on in the spring, I think, in the UK. I don't know which network it was, but BritBox bought the rights for the US. So if you have a BritBox subscription, you can watch it on there. Hmm. It was, um, and they bill it as like the Northern Broadchurch. I don't know if you guys saw Broadchurch with David Tennant. Yeah. But um, I mean, it wasn't like that because she's not an outsider, but it was really, really cool. It was, it was enjoyable with a nice little plot twist they give you right at the beginning. Nice. So yeah, I think it was only like four or six episodes or something, but it'll be back for season two. So that's, that's good news. And um, I am using a Field Notes Sugar Maple book, which is the orange book from the Autumn Trilogy, which I have reinforced with Thread, which we'll talk about later. And I'm using a very, very matchy 2005 Palomino Orange 2B pencil. Ooh, that's a good match. That's like awesome nerd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah right. How about you, Andy? Um, so... Uh... Katie and I blew through season two of uh, the Kaminsky method this weekend, um, which is the second season of um, this show on Netflix produced by Michael Douglas, uh, starring, starring Michael Douglas and Alan Arkin playing two aging um, just Hollywood figures. Michael Douglas plays an acting coach and Alan Arkin is like a, like a retired Hollywood agent. It's really good. Just two really funny comedians um, talking about being old pretty fun uh being kind of like it reminds me a lot of did either of you ever see the wonder boys the movie yeah um really great movie wait yeah the, from the um, talking about like the shabon yeah my, oh yeah michael's the the movie based on the michael shabon book yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. wonder boys oh, God, yeah i love it yeah. yeah this is uh this is sort of like um 70 like what am i trying to say like octogenarian wonder boys like two okay. guys <laughs> yeah, yeah. i would watch doing that, that. And outside of academia, more in like Hollywood, but it's, it's really good. Um, there's like what six, seven episodes on Netflix, um, and we watched the first episode of a new show on Netflix called Breakfast, Lunch, and Dinner. Um, I think I, on here before I talked about a show called Ugly Delicious, which is mm-hmm. a show about the history of like different kinds, like the cultural history of different kinds of food by David Chang who's the head chef of Momofuku in New York. Um, this is kind of season two of Ugly Delicious, but it's a different premise. He goes to different cities around the world with different celebrities and just kind of like experiences it with them. Um, the first episode was him and... Um, uh, shoot. My mind is not working today. Seth um, Rogen? Seth Rogen, yep. I, yep. Saw, I went, saw the the image, but I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, he w- went to Vancouver, which is where Seth Rogen is from, with Seth Rogen, and they basically smoked a lot of pot and like walked around, uh, <laughs> ate food. Um, there's going to be an episode with um, like Kate McKinnon and, uh, yeah, just, just like different celebrities. It, it's it's pretty good. You, you, have to, you have to be okay with David Chang. He's kind of a... He's kind of a acquired taste, I think. So, sounds a lot promising. of people don't like him. Yeah, uh, and I am writing with um, a yellow Baron Fig uh, number two archer, like their their yellow and green one, mm-hmm. writing in my yellow American Elm uh, Autumn trilogy. Ooh, uh, it is not matchy matchy though. That's two completely different kinds of yellow. Um, I just happened to pick up these two yellow things. So I think this is my favorite of the. Uh, of the three, this yellow one. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, cool. Uh, let's launch into fresh points. Um, yay! Yay, Tim. How about you? First one's quick. 
Uh, I got a text from uh, my uncle who listens to the podcast, who I, I know Johnny, you met. <laughs> uh, yeah, my uncle Chris, who I know Johnny, you met at in DC a couple of years oh, ago. Oh yeah, he was uh, super but nice. he, yeah, he was he's great, and he uh, he texted me the other day to let me know, and I. I I will just totally admit that I didn't know this about this podcast, and I think I will listen to it now, but it's called Nib Section. Hmm. Um, but he said that the uh, Nib Section podcast had uh, gave, gave us a shout-out or mentioned us or something on there, and I also I, I noticed that Harry Longbaugh, who we've been kind of like in similar circles, or at least follow each other on Instagram or something, is one of the hosts. I believe they're from Australia. But it's a it's a fountain pen podcast, and so that was also super satisfying to see the last episode. Uh, it's called "Care and Maintenance of Your Lamy 2000" was the name of the podcast episode, episode fifty five. And then in it, under the what they're writing with portion, one of them is writing with a Blackwing six hundred two, and had mentioned the Steinbeck stage and how we had come up with that. Um, yeah, that phrase. So yeah, new podcast to me. I I don't know. Hey, nip section. Thank you. A nib section, yeah. I don't know how I haven't found out about you yet, but I will start listening now, and I've got fifty-five episodes to catch up <laughs> to catch up <laughs> on. Um, so, yeah, just wanted to mention that. And then the only other one I had was the new release from Field Notes in the National Parks edition, yeah. which I am a little pissed about <laughs> because Why? it's the best trio so far. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I have not ordered them yet, but it is absolutely the coolest looking one. I am dying to check it out. So it was uh, uh, Arches National Park, Grand Teton National Park, and Sequoia National Park. And all three of them are totally striking, like absolutely stunning. But they're part uh, of the permanent collection, right? Like, did we yes. determine that? Yeah. We, I, don't, I don't know if I figured that out for sure, but I, I kind of had the feeling that you know they did the county fair one long time ago and they haven't done anything like that since this sort of big ambitious new entry into the standard collection and i got a feeling this is going to be it, and they're just going to keep adding to it over time i really hope so because these are all unbelievably beautiful and i i just like i get the feels when i look at the grand teton one um i don't know what it is i just like the uh, the wolf running perfect it's just like so striking to it just like I, i have like a emotional reaction to it when i see it it's so cool looking but uh it's a yeah so there's so it's called series d so i how many is is it 59 parks is that what it is i think so yeah and then some of them some have more than one poster okay and then some of them look like they would not work for field notes so i wonder if they'll just do those last or maybe not do them well i'm in a good pack i just can't wait for them to keep adding and also OMG, and the Steinbeck fan in me is just thinking, when the Badlands edition comes out, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna poop myself. I mean, that's gonna be so. <laughs> that's gonna be so. That. That's that's a one of my favorite passages of Travels with Charlie. Uh, have you guys ever read that Travels with Charlie? Yeah, by Steinbeck. Um, it's a it's a great book. It's like his travelogue about taking his dog in his like homemade, basically homemade camper that he he had like designed and put together for him. He drove around the country and just writes about it. But there's this great passage about going through the badlands and how he was disoriented by the badlands because it was actually creepier in the daytime than it is at night, which was the opposite of what he expected. And it's just a, it's a really cool passage. So, so yeah, it's a, the new 
Series D of the National Parks Edition, Grand Teton Arches in, in, in Sequoia. It's it's the best one yet, and I'm soon going to make an order, and I will probably be making two of those orders. I'm using the Yosemite one right now, which is also, you know, just another gorgeous, like any any of those that have those sort of simple shapes on the in the foreground of the mountains or whatever, the big things, and then have yeah. the fine detail of the stars and the cosmos and all that is really, really amazing. Yeah. They're doing, I really hope these stay and never, never, ever go away. Love them. Yeah, but that's all I've got. What about you, Johnny? Um, well, speaking of field notes, uh, several people in several, or not several, I don't know, one or two um, Facebook groups have mentioned that the center pages are falling out of the Autumn Trilogy notebooks, hmm. which I think infamously happened with um, the Two Rivers books. The oh, kind yeah. Of half mine fell out. Um, I don't know why. I mean, the staples are really tiny, so maybe that's part of it. So I stole some perfectly matching orange thread from my kids and, like, reinforced mine before I used it. But, like, mine did not break, so I don't know if they're really going to break us. I just kind of, like, was bored one day and did it. But um, I did a little post for my blog, but um, they do look like they're about to fall out now that I'm looking at it. And I'm just past Staple Day. So mine, I'm just before Staple Day and mine look uh, in this yellow one. Mine look fine. It's so weird. Yeah. But I'm glad that I didn't buy 10 packs like yeah. I was going to. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. And uh, also on. I'm like totally self-promoting on my blog. I got my oldest daughter to write a pencil review because she really enjoyed doing our intro a few episodes ago. And she's been sort of like hounding me like, Hey, can I be on your podcast? I'm like, no, cause we do it at night and you go to bed that's daddy <laughs> time. But, um, <laughs> like, Charlotte, don't... Charlotte, for what it's worth, uh, you can be a guest anytime. If I had a say one day, <laughs> the summer, <laughs> Summer series, we'll yeah. we'll have you on every episode. Ooh. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, like she a could, segment for new segment. Yeah. We could each take off a week. She could just do it three weeks, Sorry, like, three times. But um, I we were walking home from school. I'm like, why don't you just write a review for my blog? And she's like, uh, I'm like, I'll pay you. Like, oh, okay. But then I made her do um several drafts and like corrected them. <laughs> and uh, I was like, look, it has to be perfect. And here are some index answer. cards. I want this written neatly. And then I sh- like showed her like this is how we're going to scan them, and then we have to format the pictures and upload them to the blog and do all this crap. And she's like, "My God, this is a lot of work." I'm like, "Uh huh." Uh huh. But then she got paid, and people kindly left her nice comments, and she was like very tickled. Now she wants to do it again. Nice. So I might like go broke, like paying a. <laughs> it's like I don't have any money to pay people to write for the the tiny little blog no one reads. But <laughs> she was very happy. Own, like Google Ads account or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that like just pays for the host yeah that pays for the hosting yeah so it's free i don't pay for it but um yeah that was that was fun it got it was fun to be like the editor who was face to face with somebody like no this doesn't work like you know she's eight she's nine so i can be like i know what i'm talking about (laughs) they're like no (laughs) wrong out do it again (laughs) and uh tim and Tim and I were joking in the Facebook group about NaNoWriMo about these enormous books that we have from Loic Term called the Master Notebook A4 Plus. That's just like, it looks like a moleskin that's the size of like a small child. And it has heavier paper and you could like, you know, beat someone to death with it. Like they're really big. 
So I'm currently like totally obsessed with this notebook. It's like a cafeteria tray that you can write in. Yeah. <laughs> Huge. Yeah. I'm going to carry around my snacks on it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, I didn't pay for it, which was extra nice because they're not cheap, but they are really cool books. Mm -hmm. So I'm flirting with using that for NaNoWriMo, which we'll talk about more later. What kind of ruling does or it have? Typing it. Um, they do all the rulings. Mine's lined, hmm. but and they have um, dot, blank, grid, and lined. And they also come in blue. I think they used to only come in like red and black. When they come in blue, I think they come in four colors now. Nice. But like, man, Loic Charm like, makes some cool stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the, the extra paperweight is very nice. And... Like I wish I had it when I still worked at the university because the um the pocket holds A4 pages, which is awesome. Ooh, that is nice. Or just seem like walking around with like you know pages falling out of my notebooks all the time. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's all I have. How about you, Andy? Um, well, I just have one really quick personal update for Fresh Points, and then some some just kind of announcements and stuff about the show. So, um, first uh, next week, I'm going to be in Los Angeles at Adobe Max, which is the big Adobe um, kind of like creative convention where they talk about like you know new releases of the software, and there's a bunch of vendors and illustrator and graphic designers and web designers, and uh, it should be really fun. There's going to be thirty thousand of my closest friends and Adobe customers there. Um, so I know that we have, oh, we have a lot of, you know, designers and creatives in the group. So, um, if you are going to Adobe max, uh, let me know. I would love to meet up. Maybe we can do some sort of a little like, you know, stationary meetup. There's already a couple of field notes, uh, field nuts, people that are going to be there and Aaron Draplin's going to have a booth there. So uh, jealous. yeah, come to LA. I'll sneak you in. We can, pretend, <laughs> you, we can pretend you're a caterer if you don't mind wearing like a bow tie. <laughs> he can be your emotional emotional support co-host <laughs> my emotional support co-host yeah. i'm a very good cuddler and i make very good coffee <laughs> that is the emotional support co that is the show right there <laughs> um cool so yeah um that that's gonna be lots of fun um big announcement this is something that has been a long time coming on this show um <laughs> A long time. <laughs> I I think we talked about this when we first started talking about the show, but we just never made it happen. Uh, and that is that we have a Patreon. Yay! <laughs> um, we sort of realized that you know we we want we want to put some like you know rigor to the show and actually you know try to make sure that we have you know people who want to support us you know financially as well as you know emotionally and and you know, with your ears, I guess. Um, so uh, come on over to patreon.com slash erasable. Um, we have three different levels um, to, uh, you know, to allow you to support us, which I guess is, sounds like a weird thing to say. We'll, we'll get better at pitching this thing to you guys. As no. we go. <laughs> that's, that's where um, we have a uh, $2 a month um, package, which uh, we're going to, we're going to be releasing regular, uh, extra dark episodes. Um, if you've listened to the show before, you know that we've done one with uh, some of the CW Pencil ladies about um, uh, Gilmore Girls. Gilmore. Yeah. Yeah. And Tim's um, obsession with Kelly Bishop. Yep. Tim. Tim. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll give you a, a special feed just for episodes like that. And we'll do a little short little monthly email newsletter, send you a little sticker and a handwritten note. Um, we also have a $5 a month special, which uh, will get you those plus um, a kind of an automatic subscription to Plumbago Magazine. 
So for those of you who have you know asked for some some way to make sure you get Plumbago, this is a good way to do that. Um, and then we have a ten dollar a month spe- uh, stage, uh, which you know we're going to give you a shout out at the end of each episode. We already have uh, a ten dollar a month member, which we haven't even announced it yet. Thank you, Chris <laughs> Jones. Uh, thank you, Chris. Well, thank you again at the end, Chris. Um, and then maybe some like some special erasable swag each year, like a T-shirt or a notebook or something like that. Um, and then some other cool stuff. We're we're thinking about maybe like a curated pencil pack with some of our favorite, um, some of our favorite pencils, uh, the pencils from the pencil of the month, which which we'll announce here in a second. Um, some stuff like that. So go to erasable.com. Excuse me, Patreon.com/slash/erasable. Um, if you can, we would love your support. This will keep us show going. Um, we we our goal is to break even with web, with web hosting. Um, anything beyond that is amazing. So yeah, yeah. yeah I'll oh. say for, for for years this has been a and I, I don't. This sounds like a cliche, but it's like definitely true for this podcast. It's been a labor of love. You know, it's just like something we just love to do, and we've done it. That's why we started out by saying we wanted to do this, but then it just kind of fell into the background because we just enjoyed doing it and we're just moving forward and it just yeah. kind of kept getting pushed back and kept getting pushed back. But it's, you know, we've gotten to a point where we want to, we we're so thankful for all the people who listen to this podcast and for the people who are in our Facebook group and, and we really want to make it better. And this yeah. is one way that will really help us make it better because it can, you know, help us with funding some some new ideas, some new projects that we, we've talked about kind of behind the scenes, which we can't share now, but you know, some, some, cool new avenues that the podcast can explore yeah. um, including um, more you know things like live episodes where we can meet up but also some other stuff which I'm not, not going to mention now but it's <laughs> it's just really um, such a tease I know I'm so sorry <laughs> yeah, and yeah, only should... one way to find out we really appreciate it we started out the podcast you know pretty strictly every other week and if one of us couldn't make it we would just you know, find an, another third <clears throat> or just go without them. So we sort of stopped doing that for a year or two. So now we, we all have calendar entries for every other Monday. Mm-hmm. So like being, you know, beholden to Patreon supporters is a good uh, push to our feet to put out. Yeah. Every yeah. two weeks. Yeah. So and, and, uh, go on, go on, Tim. Sorry. Oh, sorry. The last thing I was going to say is as the podcast evolves, we also are looking forward to having some of you who are, um, you know, you know, Patreon supporters who can give us some pretty direct feedback and can can help us come up with ideas of how we can make the podcast even, you know, you know, better for for everyone or some 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 new ideas to to keep it going. I mean, 127 episodes is a lot of episodes. I would say that's yeah. about a um, hundred and three or a hundred and two more than I thought we would end up <laughs> making <laughs> when we started. Just it just seemed like such a, I mean. You know, we're all passionate about the topic and love talking about writing and love pencils and love talking, you know, sh- just just talking to each other because we really enjoy having the chance to do this with one another. Yeah. Uh, but this uh, is a, yeah, I just think kind of a, a necessary next step in letting the podcast grow into something uh, better for everyone. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll turn out to be too, you know, pitchy Sally of this, but we'll definitely mention it every week. Um if you go to patreon.com slash erasable, you can see more about those member levels and you can, you know, give us your support. We would we would love it to keep on going. Cool. Um, which brings me to the thing that I mentioned briefly is uh, we're going to have a new segment uh, called Pencil of the Month. And we sort of realized that it, like we, we, we did this 
we did this early on. If you listen to some of our early episodes, we we kind of had like a pencil of the episode where the three of us would would try out a, you know, the same pencil, and just you know talk about talk about it. We realized um, it'd be really fun if we had something that was a little bit more interactive. So. Uh, generally, um, our episodes, one comes out, um, toward the beginning of the month and one comes out toward the middle of the month, um, because we're by, it's biweekly. Uh, so we were thinking it'd be fun if like, you know, the first episode of the month we taught, we bring up a new pencil and on the second episode of the month, we actually talk about how it went. So, um, this is the first episode. Let's just say it's the first episode of November. I think it'll come out maybe like a couple days before November 1st, um, but in honor of the World Series, um, we are going to try out the CW Pencils baseball scoring pencil, um, which we've talked about a little bit before. So, um, yeah, so go to CWPencils.com and buy the baseball scoring pencils if you don't have some already. Um, and um, try, it out, uh, try it out along with us. Give us your feedback, and we'll be sure to incorporate that into our next episode's discussion of it. Cool. Whoa. Should we start in the main topic, guys? Sure. All right, so uh, today our main topic, we're going to talk about NaNoWriMo. Um, I think that most of you who listen to the show should know what NaNoWriMo is. Uh, but if you don't, it is, um, stands for National Novel Writing Month, um, which began in 1999 as a uh, daunting way to uh, challenge yourself, which is to write 50,000 words of a novel during the 30 days of November. So um, I'm not quite sure. Is that, what, 1,500 words a day? Do you guys 16, know? 60,000. Yeah, that wow. seems like an important year. It sounds like an important year. Yeah, <laughs> I'm making that up. Yeah. 1666. I'll figure um, it. Good. So it's also interestingly, uh, NRIMO is a nonprofit organization that supports writing fluency in education. Um, and what's really cool is Chris Beatty, the founder of NanoRIMO, uh, lives in San Francisco and works at Dropbox. I've met him a few times. Um, awesome. The separate from the context of NanoRIMO. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 really interesting. Um, it's for um, yeah, it just it just tracks words for writers. There's a there's a, there's an app uh, that like in the way that Fitbits track steps for for walking. Um, so there's it's a real time event, which means that there's volunteers all over the world who coordinate communal writing sessions and foster community and you know partner with libraries and coffee shops, etc. So. Um, in this case, though, uh, we have a little uh, little community of our own. That's Tim and Johnny are going to be embarking on this. So, uh, I think last year we interviewed uh, we interviewed Les, didn't we? We talked to her about NaNoWriMo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we we didn't actually do any any legwork to see if anybody in our community is actually jumping into this, but uh, we have our two hosts doing it. So um, I'm interested, really, in you know, wonder. I, my, like my biggest question is why. What are you thinking? Why would you take such a <laughs> what are you such a like, bonkers challenge as to try to write fifty thousand words of a novel in a month? Um, geez, Dad, come on! Your yeah, busy schedule. Yeah. So, Tim, Tim, let's start with you. Why? Why the heck are you doing this? <laughs> um, so I, I feel this feels especially crazy to me. My my life is pretty busy right now. With uh, there are a lot of changes at my school, a lot of new stuff going on, a lot of new. I'm working on like new curriculum for my class and all this stuff and. Uh, just having little kids, it just feels insane, but I was actually kind of pushed over the edge, uh, by this thought, which was, I've always, I've said this for, for over a decade that days when I write are better than days when I don't. Um, I always feel at the end of a day where I've gotten some writing done, I always feel like 
myself. I, I feel more like myself on those days. And it's, you, you fall into these patterns in adulthood where, uh, and I, I shouldn't be discriminate to like younger people because like, I mean, high school life for, for my students who are going to be doing NRMO with me this year is way more, is, is way busier and way more complicated than when I was in high school. And I totally acknowledge that. But, um, but the days when I'm able to sit down and get some something on paper, whatever it is, um, I feel more satisfied. I feel, like I said, more like myself than I do. So I, I hesitate to say that I'm going into this year anticipating that I won't write 50,000 words. But I understand. I, I think that's the whole idea of it. I mean, I feel like NaNoWriMo is all about arbitrary, crazy goals. Um, yeah. But that's how I'm approaching it. I'm approaching it with the the mentality that I'm better off trying than not trying for myself. Uh because I've got ideas. I've, I'm kind of, I, this, I'm actually writing this year. I'm writing an idea that has been living in my head for so, so long. And I think on take note, they were talking about this kind of idea. I think Ted was talking about the idea that he's working on is something that's just been kind of swirling around in his head for a long time. It just needs to get out. And that's kind of how I feel. I need to eject this from my mind. And NaNoWriMo seems like a really good way to get this idea out of my head so that I can spend some time editing it and working on it. But it's an idea I'm really serious about, an idea that I really like, yeah. that I just will absolutely not go into right now. <laughs> uh, because <laughs> because of, you know, common sense for yeah. writers. But uh, yeah, thank I guess that's just sort of my, that's my ethos going in. Uh, I am happy when I write and NaNoWriMo seems like a great, just kind of insane goal to get me on that path for the next month. And then hopefully it, um, it just keeps going. Yeah. And in 1667, there was the first uh, blood transfusion between humans. (laughs) So your blood and your sweat and your tears are going to be transfused into this novel. That's why it's 1667. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Johnny, yeah. Johnny, what about you? What, you, what, what are you thinking? <laughs> um, well, I think I don't want to make fun of my own problems, but like just a little bit of like I hate myself involved here. Like, let's just do it. Um, but a little masochism. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, I'm only happy when it rains. So. A little masochism never hurt anybody. <laughs> um, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I majored in front of the else. Yeah. Yeah. I um I, I majored in philosophy because I chickened out of majoring in uh, writing, which is what I went to college to do and why I went where I went. But um, you know, you get to college, you're like, oh, you guys write poetry? Oh no, like I'm not so individual. What what's interesting? I guess I'll major in philosophy. And like, you know, they were at my twenties. But um this is a good chance to like do the thing I much I would have much rather done with my uh educational years and like i used to write a lot of poetry i don't do that anymore so like you know it's nice to step out of um i don't know the kind of mentality where you think the time traveler's wife can't be a good book because it was just enjoyable yeah you know it wasn't (laughs) philosophically satisfying so it was stupid but like you know that's you're going to reject most of the world with that kind of thinking (laughs) but um yeah it's like tim says um my wife has remarked on several occasions that my mental health seems to improve during NaNoWriMo. Mm-hmm. Um, like markedly I'm like, Oh, I mean, I, you know, I don't know if other people can, I can't maintain that sort of momentum all the time. I would lose it. Um, 
and like you know by december i'm like wow i'm really brain dead for a couple of weeks yeah and um I mean, we'll talk about this more like you know it's cramped up and like in physical pain but yeah. um yeah it's a good like hey you always wanted to be a writer and like you know you turned 40 and you're half dead now why don't you get off your ass and write a novel <laughs> <laughs> sounds great <laughs> That's, that's a family joke. I'm like, works for motivation, like the impending death. Of, yeah, I'm like, know, I'm half dead if I'm lucky. So, <laughs> like, I wrote a dissertation, so I know I can write something that long and be way more fun than a dissertation was. So, <laughs> I've, I, I've, I think I yeah. bailed twice because I had really young kids and I only made it to like thirty-five thousand. But all the other times, I, I, you know, beat my head into making it on the last day to fifty thousand. Okay. Yeah. So. Hopefully we can repeat That's that. Thing, right? That you you the, the insane sentence that just came out of your mouth. I only made it to thirty five thousand. Like <laughs> That's a lot. failing failing Nanorama by fifteen thousand is still more productive than any other writer in the world, you know, for the most part. Or for <laughs> for most writers in the world. So yeah. um yeah, that's Yeah, one year I decided I would do short stories, and that's a really bad idea. <laughs> Because you're like, oh, I have to come up with five stories now. That's <laughs> interesting. Because my, I'm the 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 path I'm taking. I, have you guys ever read A Visit from the Goon Squad? Mm-mm. No. Okay, by Jennifer Egan. It's I'm kind of my idea is kind of modeled after that, which is a sort of a bunch of interlocking short stories with like one through line that sort of comes and goes throughout all these stories in some fashion. So I'm actually I'm actually just like you. I'm kind of working in short stories as well. Yeah. Well, that that is perfect perfect segue to my next question, which Tim you just answered. But Johnny, are you willing to talk about your project for this year? Um, so NaNoWriMo starts in four days, and I don't actually know what I'm going to write about, which happened last year. I think that happens every year. But um, I'm toying with the idea of writing the adventures of a mentally ill person who is pansexual called Fruitcake. But um. <laughs> Wow. I realized that I could offend a lot of people, myself included, but um, also don't know what exactly those adventures will be like. <laughs> I can guess. Yeah. Last year, I wrote about time travel. So this year, I want to write, it, write about something a little more um, linear because that was just <laughs> wacky. Yeah. But uh, yeah, some, I mean, you know, something about people approaching middle age or in the middle of middle age and, you know, existential crises. Those yeah. are, I like the, I like stories like that. Yeah. Hmm. So you're gonna. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Yeah. So you're gonna. You're both creating an entire world within a month. Um, what what is your what does your prep look like? How are you How are you getting ready? Uh, T minus four days away to to start this. How about you, Tim? I'm trying something new this time. I haven't done Nanorama in a couple of years, but this year, I am. So I I, I've just been reading Gatsby with my students and. Gatsby is this sort of tightly constructed novel of nine chapters. You know, act yeah. one is act act one is three chapters. Act two is three chapters. Act three is three chapters. When Daisy meets Gatsby, it's right in the middle of chapter five. It's just like a perfectly designed novel. So I just had the number nine in my head. So I basically have tried to lay out nine story ideas. Um, I th- And I think... Fortunately, all of them kind of blend enough that if things change, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And what I'm trying, the, th- the new thing that I'm trying is that I have uh, counted out 30, uh, how many days are there in November? 31? 30, 30 days. So 30, it was 30 note cards. So I've got yeah. 30 index cards. And um, 
you're writing in such a fever that I figured if I could just get something on 30 separate note cards, any sort of idea that I could make that work for a day. So yeah. I'm going to work through a note Ooh. card a day and just kind of like mm-hmm. whatever's on this card, I'm going to tackle. I might even like if I have time in the next couple of days, I might go back and, and jot in some sort of extension ideas. Like if you've got extra time because I don't want to move on to the next card because I don't, yeah. don't want to. Um, I just want to live in within the realm of that three by five. I've note card. Wow. That's really interesting. That's the, that's how I'm trying to kind of constrain myself. So I, hopefully I get some time in the next couple of days to add to those cards. But, um, I I figured that would be a a really, for me, that'd be a really helpful way to propel myself forward to always know that tomorrow there's going to be another card. So don't worry about today because tomorrow there's going to be a brand new card with new ideas on it. Hmm. That's awesome. How about you too, Johnny? Um, so you, have you guys seen a beautiful mind? Uh huh. So do you remember when um oh, yeah. you're going to go into a shack and cover it in newspapers? No, his, <laughs> his roommate comes to get him at the library. You get some and yarn. <laughs> he says, um, you know, when did you last eat? Blah, blah. And he's like, you have no respect for cognitive reverie. I'm like that's, that's usually my, my, my approach. I'll like, you know, go for a walk with a notebook in my pocket and come home and drink like four cups of coffee and just sit about a writing and something will pop out. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to write about this. It's <laughs> usually what happens. Yeah. All, all the years that I finished it, that's what, that's how I got the idea. So, um, I mean, I'm really cutting it close, but I think last year, or not last year, the year before, I didn't know I was writing about that day. I just kind of sat down and started writing in a notebook. I'm like, okay, here's a character. I got to write about this for a month. Oh crap! Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess my my prep is just um get caffeinated and take a walk, get caffeinated yeah. again, and scribble. Takes, takes what comes out. Yeah, it's <laughs> good. That's good. I mean, like, uh, it takes a lot, a lot of coffee to get me hyped up. So, yeah, <laughs> it's 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 a it's more of a to do than it sounds like. Get ready, Starbucks. <laughs> Everybody, start start investing in Starbucks stock now. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, on a typical day, like Sunday, I I left one coffee shop and walked right to another coffee shop. <laughs> um. So this is this is a podcast yeah. about um about analog tools um so johnny i'll start with you what tools will be using this year for your 16 67 words a day um so either i'm going to use this giant loic term book that i was talking about earlier and um either just say like you know here are three pencils use these or you know here are three gel pens this is what you're using or i might use my chromebook but um, my typing speed's dropped a lot since I left the traditional workforce and do everything on a phone. So I don't know if that's going to work out. But Chromebooks are, you know, they're light, they're cheap, and they have 10-hour batteries. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, I wish this was around a couple years ago. Perfect writing machine. So, yeah, yeah, either a giant notebook or um, a Chromebook. Or a tiny and, laptop. <laughs> yeah, or a tiny little Chromebook <laughs> yeah. coupled with uh, pocket notebooks. Nice. Yeah. How about you, Tim? I have decided to to definitely type this year. I, mm-hmm. I joked with Johnny about using the giant notebook on Facebook. Um, and basically, as soon as I sent that, I was like, no, 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 <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. No, never mind. Uh, but I just, I, uh, this idea in my head is something that is, um, this is sort of an extreme thing to say, but it's like, this idea is more important to me than pencils. Like I've, I've been thinking about this idea. You're fired. So long. 
Fire. <laughs> I've been thinking about it for so long and have wanted to do it for so long that any sort of like arbitrary ideal that I have about writing tools just kind of goes out the window and I just need to get it down as fast as possible so that I can move on with my life. Yeah. So I am typing it. I'm typing it on my Chromebook and I've got the app that I've talked about before. And seriously, anybody out there who has not heard of WaveMaker, you need to find it like immediately. Um, it is a free... I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and call it a clone of Scrivener. It's yeah. simplified. It's not as complicated. It's a simple version of Scrivener. Um, you can There's a web version, but also there's a free app that you can get on a Chromebook. And I would, if you check it out, you're going to love how it. Is, it. How is this free? It's it's Patreon supported, but oh, it's just like cool. the guy, the guy who did it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna look up his name, but like, uh, it's an I, I believe he's in England. Um, he, uh, yeah, so he designed it, and it definitely seems like he just did it because it was something that he wanted to do. You know, um, uh, Ian Wood, I think is his name. Hmm. Um, it's a yeah, so it's. He he created it. It is definitely a simplified version of of something like Scrivener, but I absolutely love it. And it's on Patreon. Like you can download it for free. The app's free. Um, it syncs with Google Drive, and you can what? organize your novel, um, you know, by chapters and all these million different things. There's all these different planning tools. It's really incredible. So if you have a a Chromebook, absolutely you should get WaveMaker uh, for this, and then support him. Support Ian on on patreon i i I support him on patreon he's got a two dollar a month and five dollar a month uh plan which is just i mean there's nothing yeah right so he's got he's got 37 only he only has 37 patrons on there and i think the service that he's given to the writing community is pretty staggering especially when you look in and you see all the templates that he's made and all the like like some of them incorporate like three x structure and it gives you like an overview of what should go into every scene that you're writing if you want to be that rigid or you can start fresh and it's got the snowflake me- method and it's got everything so yeah um i'll be using so i'll be using that i'll be using WaveMaker on my asus chromebook and my planning is all going into i've got sort of like two pocket notebooks going now which doesn't make any sense i will admit but the i think most of it will live in the decomposition notebook i talked about with the cabin on the front but i also have uh a national parks field notes that has some ideas in that I need to, mm-hmm. that I need to transfer over. Yeah. And I, I fully intend to, to type everything. I, I, it's like one of those things where I would totally say that I write better when I'm writing by hand, mm. but I feel like a genuine sense of urgency, not like a rushing feeling or like I'm being impatient, you know? Yeah. It's just like, I feel this impulse to just go as fast as I can. And I could totally see myself writing my uh, my November draft of this novel, getting to the end, and then going back to the beginning for the next year and writing the second draft by hand over again. Like I could totally see that happening. But I know myself, and I know that if I blow through NaNoWriMo and write it all by hand, I'll never type it up just because I'm so busy. Yeah. So I want to I want to have those words on the page. Which Truth. I, so, anyways, that's I that's what I'm going to use, and I feel really good about my setup. This year yeah. with the with the note cards and with WaveMaker and I just I'm I'm ex- I'm really excited about this year. I am gonna try that app. Yeah, it's but great. you're right. Every every time that I've ever written it, I don't even know where they are, let alone have typed them up. 
Like yeah. I found one this weekend. I'm like, oh, this is a novel I wrote. Ooh. <laughs> like it's sitting in a pile. What a crazy thing. To, what a crazy sentence to say out loud. Oh, here's a novel <laughs> I wrote. <laughs> that one was actually like kind of like interesting. I've thought about working on that one. Yeah. So how do how do you make you know, how do you make time and space for yourself each day? Because like that's a pretty grueling word count. And do you do you think about it kind of like all in one session? Do you break it up throughout the day? Do you do it morning, evening? Um, Tim, how about you? How do you do it? As how a, do you think it'll? As a teacher, um, and I just I hate to, I really wish I could wake up early and do it. Like that's what would be ideal. Like if I had a normal human life, I would wake up early <laughs> and I would write for forty five minutes in the morning and just plow through some stuff. But for me to do that now, I would need to be out of bed at like five a.m., which is not out of the question, but I, I leave the house to go to work at 645, and that includes making lunches for the kids, laying out clothes, you know, taking care of the animals, like all the things I have to do in the morning, making coffee. And so getting up coffee. getting up early for you would be like getting up before you go to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, basically. I mean, I, oh, I, I didn't mention another sort of in the tools category. I am fully planning on writing it on my phone as well. Mm. Because Google Docs. I'm going to have to fit it in to weird places. But as far as like a fixed time to write, it's going to be different every day mm. because of how my schedule works. But it's basically like Mondays and Fridays are the days that I can stay after school a little bit. And so I'm going to like mute my phone for 45 minutes and plow through as much as I can plow through. Um, my planning period, I'm usually pretty busy. I got a lot of school stuff to do, but if I have any spare time, I'll use it for that. And then the, the big sacrifice for uh, for me will be, you know, in the evenings, uh, when I might typically be watching something with Jane and I've warned her ahead of time, was like, or, you know, might be doing a puzzle or something. I don't know. There's stuff that we would do in the evenings. Um, I will, I will use it then. So I, I do not, it is 100, it is just totally impossible for me to set a standard writing time. Um, the six year old and a three year old and teaching and, uh, dishes and a puppy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just it's going to be it's going to be uh, a little bit more random but unlike previous years I've tried I'm I'm ready for it this year to to make yeah. it work. Yeah. Johnny, how about you? Um so in the past when I'm writing <clears throat> with uh paper like I leave it home unless I'm you know specifically going out to write. So if I have some time in the middle of the day I'm just like ah crap I could be writing but I can't cuz it's at home. But um if I'm doing it digitally this year, I imagine it'll look different because like Tim mentions, you have your phone with you, which you can always crack out a hundred words or so, which helps. But um, generally for NaNoWriMo, I just don't do anything else for the month. If my kids aren't around, like I'm writing. But if I can get my typing speed up, I might actually have time to occasionally read or sit still when I'm not writing for the month. But like they talk about it in the books, so like just throw your life away for a month because you're not going to have time to do anything else. Like, Tell your friends, I don't hate you. I'm just really busy this month. So um, I guess my the short answer is, like, if I'm not doing something else, I'm writing. So it's it's tough. Sometimes I just have to not sleep. Or um, like, hey, um, Frankie, you're home from work. I'll see you, like, in three hours. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So... Um... So, so what is what is what is the end goal look like? If you win, if you make it through fifty thousand words by the end of the month, what 
What do you do? How do you celebrate? Do you win a prize from NaNoWriMo? It <laughs> looks like a bottle of bourbon. Is what it looks <laughs> nice. Like, but, well, you um, know, th- Thanksgiving's at the very end of the month, so you, you have a nice dinner with your family is what you do. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 really is a good that's a good way to end and it works out because when it's early in the month it really really screws with everything oh i bet but falling on the 28th i'm like awesome that's great yeah yeah i so if you are this is worth mentioning for people who haven't done nanorembo before but i mentioned scrivener earlier Mm -hmm. and if you win as they you know in quotes win nanorembo and you write those fifty thousand words you can buy scrivener which is the sort of cadillac of writing software yeah for forty percent off. Oh wow, that's a oh, really cool, cool partnership. You, yeah, you get a great, like a huge discount, and it's totally worth it. I, cool. I love WaveMaker, but I will totally admit that Scrivener is superior. But Scrivener is not cheap. I mean, it's not out of control expensive, but it is. I mean, so I I, I want to say that full price on Scrivener is around fifty bucks, maybe something like that. Um, but uh, and now they've got ios apps as well but so that's something that comes at the end if you win and then i think for me at the end if i if i met my fifty thousand word goal then i think um my life would change Mm. that's not true no i'm just (laughs) (laughs) i just just wanted to say something completely like out of you know you know unrealistically true no it wouldn't totally change but it would be like uh I'm I'm really looking forward to it because if I get to the end, it'll I feel I do feel in some ways like it'll break me out of the cycle of feeling unproductive. You know, I talked about that on the episode about journaling that I always feel like I'm I'm journaling about how I want to be writing more. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I feel like NaNoWriMo provides a really fun, good opportunity to break out of a cycle of being unproductive. Mm-hmm. Most part. So that's cool because this is something that I've gotten to the point in my life where I'm like, wow, I've been I've been out of college for ten years or whatever. I've been out of college for a long time, and I wanted to write for so long, and I haven't accomplished anything. But hey, ten years have gone by, and I still want it. So I feel like this needs to happen. You know? Yeah. So. And um, so it's it's definitely like you know you have Thanksgiving kind of toward the end uh, when you almost hit your goal. Uh, what do you do in December when you when you're finished with NaNoWriMo? How do you decompress? Do you do you write it all, or do you like look at your manuscript again, or do you just take a break? Johnny, how about you? Um, so the last few years I've written by hand, so I spend December like with a claw, and I can barely hold my phone. Just, like, <laughs> like really, like yeah. especially um, two years ago when I did them all in um, dime novel books from Field Notes, and they were yeah. unlined, and you know they're precious and I was writing really small and like just my hands were killing me. So yeah. I spent December uh, taking a lot of Advil and um, a lot of it's just like your reward for NaNoWriMo is you get your life back on December 1st. <laughs> like I remember last year I bought myself the, um, the bullet journal method box set that came with the cool journal oh, that's right. for um, as a reward. But I really just spent December just like reading a giant pile of books because I had absolutely no time to read during NaNoWriMo. So this year, I'm hoping that um, the digital a- approach will leave me a little more leeway to like not be like, oh, I haven't read a book in a, in an entire month. Like <laughs> I'm just like everybody else. Your, yeah. your carpals, thank you for your service for your mm-hmm. compromise. But um, yeah, I mean, a lot of it's just like you know, for me, it's that I 
December is getting your life back and like, okay, I'm going to call my friends and make sure they don't hate me now. It's like, <laughs> you know, you don't tell everybody like, where have you been for a month? I've been busy. I was sick. <laughs> and I usually like at the end of NaNoWriMo, I always get sick. Yeah. So there's that too. Yeah. The ringing you? endorsement there. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, my, my answer that I would have said anyways is actually exactly like Johnny's. I, number one thing is I will read a lot to kind of, cause that's what fills the hopper for me um, with writing. I'll just uh, read more cause I'll, I'll definitely still be listening to audiobooks in the car and stuff, but in the evenings I won't have time to sit and read a book like I do now sometimes. So, um, but I think as far as writing, what I sort of feel like will happen because NaNoWriMo, the model is not sustainable for, you know, year round, obviously it is meant to be a sort of crazy, arbitrary, insane goal that you go after for a month um when december hits what i suspect and what i oh i shouldn't say what i suspect what i hope is that i keep writing every day and i'll probably go back to to, uh to writing by hand and just taking my time um because if i can i I read there's a really good podcast i started listening to which is defunct now or it's it's over now but it was called it's called like the 10 minute writers workshop or something like that which sounds kind of hokey but it's i mean it's like richard russo and tana french and jonathan letham and all these huge names have done it um it's really good it's all these just like exactly what it sounds like but they actually do it well it's a writer just for 10 minutes trying to distill some of the ideas uh of what they they came up with and richard russo said something along the lines of you know my goal is to write two pages a day and if i can write two pages a day five days a week then that's 10 pages a day and then if i do that for an entire year then i've almost got a novel you know yeah i feel like that's a really like uh responsible and sane way to live for the other 11 months of the year and that's what i hope hope comes out of nanowrimo i really hope hope comes out of nanowrimo that's really good (laughs) (laughs) so um what do you i guess last question i have for you um well, second to last. Uh, do you do you hope to have something at the end of this that you can turn into something that you publish, or is this purely just sort of an exercise in discipline? You know, Johnny, you've said before that you know you or you just said on this this episode that you know you have novels that you've written that you don't even know where they are. How do you <laughs> like? Is your is your hope to have something that you can publish or share widely, or is that is that secondary? What do you think, Johnny? Um. So I think every year I started like thinking like, oh, I would love to like get back into this. Like I really like these characters. But then by the end of the month, I'm like, I never want to see this again. <laughs> and I don't write a word for like December and January. But um, st- like last year, my project probably would have been a better short story. And by the end, I was really just kind of pulling it out of my butt. But um, <laughs> I mean, it would be nice just to... um even not necessarily for publication, but just write something that I like enough that I want to, you know, pick it back up and take another look at it and work on it a little more because Mm -hmm. like I've drafted a couple novels, but I've never edited one from editing a dissertation. Like that is not fun. And (laughs) if I don't like the story, I'm not even going to bother. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Tim? I, I've I've heard over and over. I'm 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 a very stereotypical writer type who spends more time reading and listening and about writing 
than actually writing, you know, and I've gotten mm-hmm. to sort of a breaking point in my mind. But when you, you read about writing and you read these books about writing, one thing that is a totally constant theme is that writers will say, when my first novel came out, I was so thrilled because I had written four before this that mm-hmm. are sitting in a drawer and I insist will never be seen by another human being on this planet, (laughs) you know? So like, I finally, I feel like I finally come to terms with that idea and not just come to terms, but like, I'm actually excited by this idea. It's like, I feel like I'm getting ready to sort of plow through something that is an important apprenticeship of a writer. Like I'm going to, I'm going to plow through this because I've never, I've done NaNoWriMo before, but I've never made it past the 20,000 word uh, point. Hmm. that that's my, my peak I think was in like the 18,000 range or something that I got to. And I just kind of, and I think the reason I ended up stopping was I just kind of psyched myself out. But this year, whether it's maturity or dedication, whatever you want to call it, like, I just feel like I'm going to be a little better off this year. Um, and, and no matter what happens, I will definitely tell you guys that I did it. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so your answer is just lie. That's what Yes. It. Yeah. So what's going to happen in December? Lies. That's <laughs> lies. All lies. Well, uh, uh, but I, yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm looking at that. They always, maybe it's the sort of writer gene in me, but I, I maybe a little grandiose. I don't know, but I yeah. just, <laughs> I just feel like, uh, I'm ready to get this out of my system, get this first idea out of my system so I can get to the next good idea. Um, Let's, uh, I, w- I would be thrilled if it turned into something, but I don't yeah. really care in a good way. That's awesome. Well, um, just to wrap it up, um, you know, we're bound to have some listeners who are themselves maybe inspired by you, uh, maybe otherwise <laughs> have decided to start trying NaNoWriMo for the first time. Um, Johnny, do you have any, any tips for listeners who are embarking on, on NaNoWriMo? Um, so my biggest tip is don't ever get uh, more than 1,667 words behind. Because mm. uh, both years that I quit, that happened. I got like two days behind, and that's a lot to come back from when you're like on the November 20th. I'm sure it adds up too. Like... Yeah, and like, you know, think ahead for Thanksgiving, obviously, if you're living in this country. And, um, you know, maybe <clears throat> any important dates, like get yourself a bank. Like if you go through the month with a good, <laughs> you know, 500 to, um, a thousand words surplus and like you know there's that one day that you wrote 1200 and you just really feel like crap and you're like you know what i'm going to bed but now you didn't just screw yourself over no. so my guess my biggest tip is like to really really pay attention to the word count because the only thing that matters at the end is the number not you know the conclusion or how good it is just whether or not you got fifty thousand words yeah. so get the damn words every day mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's it that's it and like the other thing they they say this in the website and the books like you know cut yourself some slack for a month like if you're gonna get takeout more or drink a lot more coffee or uh, whiskey than you usually do just do it or you know if you want to sit around and watch some like garbage tv to decompress that you wouldn't normally watch like eh. you know it's only a month and you can be naughty and rot your brain for a month because you're doing something else that's really good for you yeah yeah tim how about you do you have any advice I my first adv- piece of advice is to not take any piece of advice that I give you seriously at all. <laughs> um, my advice so means nothing. Yeah. So there's my there's my first piece of advice. Don't listen to Tim Wassum. So, so but, if your advice is not to listen to your advice, does that mean we 
should listen to your advice? Yes. So here's <laughs> like my a... advice. My <laughs> advice is, uh, and I say this to my students, and I, it works on smaller assignments, and it's worked for me in smaller assignments, but the the phrase that goes through my head all the time is write with abandon. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's this kind of, and I sort of love this, but it kind of goes against Johnny's advice in a way, is that for me, um, the numbers spook me. Mm. Like, I don't want to think about the numbers, but what I want to think about is more time. Like if I think an hour a day, if I'm writing for an hour a day and I'm writing with abandon, I'm just kind of like going for it, like not editing myself constantly and just going, 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 going. And especially if I'm typing, there's no way it's going to be under 1600 words or whatever, you know? So, um, your, I've heard so many writers who are successes, say that their inner editor tells them that they're worthless all the time, you know? And if theirs is telling them that, then yours is going to tell you that. So just tell that part of your brain to like get a margarita and just hang out in the back or whatever. <laughs> um, Chill. For a month because um, it's just resistance. It's just, try- <laughs> you know, it's just the part of your brain that is just trying to keep you safe, but also trying to, or maybe like incidentally, cause you to be just like a little less happy than you would be if you were doing this because anyone who starts NaNoWriMo likes to write, you know? Yep. So, um, I would say advice that I'm, I'm giving you slash what that really means is giving myself is write with abandon and just have fun. Um, just enjoy yourself and, and do something that, you know, uh, I, 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 I steal this phrase from Wendell Berry, who we talked about, talk about so much, but just kind of write with abandon and follow your nose through this project. Well, on that note, that's pretty amazing. To, um, I guess before we wrap up, does, do you have anything you want to mention that we didn't talk about here? Yeah, um, the community. Like, there are a lot of uh, forums on NaNoWriMo, and, um, you know, there are a lot of people just on Instagram that use hashtag, like, NaNoWriMo2020. Yeah. Um, and it's like that and um, telling people in the real life that you're doing it is like an extra push to not because you're already making a fool of yourself. You're like, hey, I'm going to write a novel this month. And, then, you know, <laughs> at least at the end, they won't be able to say, yeah, and you quit. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, like I'm, you know, introverted enough that I don't often appreciate the benefits of associating with other people more than I have to. But NaNoWriMo is a month that I find it very useful. Yeah, especially strangers, because, you know, you're going to tell a stranger your word count. You might not tell your spouse, like, I only wrote 100 words today. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right, yeah. guys. I I, uh, I have a couple students who are seniors now, former students who are seniors now, and they came to me the other day, and they're, they're in our marching band, which our marching band at our school is kind of legendary uh, yeah. in Tennessee. And they came to me and, and they said, state is going to be over next week. And we really just like to get a break from getting ready for state. We really want to write. So can we start a writing group? And I was like, <laughs> yes. Have you heard of NaNoWriMo? <laughs> and they're yeah. like, no. And I said, it's National Novel Writing Month. And they said, we're in. So I kind of agree with, <laughs> with Johnny. Like having compatriots who you're doing it with is really important. And my students will be my compatriots and we'll be writing on uh, Mondays and Fridays in my classroom. And uh, I'm really, really looking forward to that. It's, it's something you need. And, you know, there's lots of resources online to make use of. Uh, There are 
there's a book actually. I think it's from Chris Beatty. It's called No Plot, No Problem, which yeah, is like sort of the yeah. official NaNoWriMo book, which I I've read portions of and I really enjoyed. There's also if you follow NaNoWriMo on Twitter. Uh, throughout the month, any day that you're sort of stuck, go on there and find their nano their their word sprints that they do, where they will kind of give you a prompt and say, "Oh, are you stuck? Well, here's what happens next in your novel in sort of general sense, and then you just sort of follow it and go for it and see how much you can write in thirty minutes. And for, I know for a lot of people that's that's super helpful. So wow. uh, my yeah, as far as resources, use them all. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you. Uh, this thanks for opening it up, and I, I mean, I'll I'll be talking to you throughout the month, but so so much so much love and good wishes and good vibes to what you're going to be doing. So yay, thank you. Re- <laughs> re- report back in two weeks and let us know. You'll hit the twenty five thousand word mark, and it'll be great, right? Well, scratchy voices like, dude. Yeah, we, we should. Uh, we'll get a. Yeah, we'll get a Facebook post or uh, Instagram post of Johnny I's writer face. Yeah, I can't wait uh, to see that. Once we. Once we. How get old to- are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, um, Johnny, where can where can people find you on the internet to find out your uh, progress and to see your stuff? Um, I'm on the internet at pencilrevolution.com and on Twitter and Instagram at pencilution. Nice, Tim. How about you? You can find me on Twitter at Tim Wassum, W-A-S-E-M, and on Instagram at Timothy Wassum. Nice. And I am at um, Twitter and Instagram as at A Wellfley. Um, and you can find my website at uh, andy.wtf. So uh, this is the Erasable Podcast, and uh, you that's, that's what you've been listening to for the last hour and a half. Uh, and you can find new episodes <laughs> and a lot of stuff at our website, which is erasable.us. Um, you can find uh, show notes for this episode, links to everything we've talked about um, at erasable.us slash 127. That's the t- the number of this episode. Uh, and you can lend your support and make sure we keep on producing uh, good content at patreon.com slash erasable. And a huge, huge thank you to Chris Jones for uh, for your for your support. Um, come join our Facebook group and join the community it is free uh, it is on facebook.com slash groups slash erasable um, and you can find uh, us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram as Erasable Podcast thank you very much and we will talk to you next time in two weeks do you like our podcast most people like our podcast but if you like our podcast maybe we'll turn it off mm.